Hello, you are listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This is a podcast that we upload onto the internet every single Friday, pretty much, where I talk to musicians, sometimes a comedian. I know I always say that at the start. Sometimes it is, but it is usually a musician about something that they are passionate about. It could be something in the media. It could be some kind of physical activity. It could be a book they've read before. The only thing it can't be is to do with their professions. They can't talk about music. You can check out all our previous episodes at talktheline.blog. Recently, I've spoken to Justin Young from The Vaccines about running a mental health, Kate Nash about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Lissy about sustainability and beekeeping. You can follow us on social media at Talk The Line. I think we're on Instagram. We're definitely on Twitter. And if you like this podcast, please do subscribe. It's super easy. Just click that button on your listening device and you'll get a new one every single Friday. Southeast London-born DJ and presenter Jam Supernova began her career in the drive time slot on Represents Radio, where she made a name for herself, serving up music from the next wave of artists and producers across grime, bass, house, hip-hop, trap and more. She's the founder of Future Bounce, which she established as a show at Represents and now runs as a club night, which celebrates the very best DJs and artists from across the global DIY scene. Since the age of 19, Jams has been working at BBC One Extra, where she presents a weekly show, and she's also sat in for the likes of Todd Letty and Benji B on sister station BBC Radio One. She has got a busy summer ahead of her this year with her debut appearance at Sonar. She also pops up at Lost and Found, Love Saves the Day, Park Life, Detonate, Ibiza Rocks, Far Festival, NAS and Lovebox. Like many of us, she's a TV box set junkie. And for this episode of Talk the Line, we're discussing the work of Shonda Rhimes, the hugely influential television producer, screenwriter and author who created shows such as Grey's Anatomy and Scandal affectionately known as the Shondaverse. I think these are my new favourite podcast subjects, yeah. TV shows. We did um, we did Buffy the other week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I literally research, I just get to sit and watch Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Or YouTube or Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah. I made a whole feature yeah. out of it for radio, so now I've got an excuse. What's your feature? It's called Stream Queen. Because <laughs> I am the stream queen. So we every week, but we kind of theme and we do an episode. So we get David Rodigan to voice. Mm. Uh, he'll be like, stream queen, episode 16, scandal <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then each week we theme it. Sometimes it might be themed around an actual TV show, like a launch party or, mm. close, or end a rap party. And then some weeks we might do, um, like focus it on a genre. So we might do comedy or, yeah. you know, sci-fi thrillers or whatever. That's so cool. When you sent yeah. through your like, list of oh yeah my like, give, us, give us a little list of some of the tv shows we we're talking about and i was like holy shit when do you get anything done like you have watched and i was how do you even remember these lists were like these are the tv shows i love <laughs> these are the tv shows i mildly enjoyed <laughs> these are the tv shows i didn't like so much but i watched them anyway <laughs> and I was just it like, was actually quite cathartic for me it was just quite good to reflect and look back at what, at what i've achieved yeah because I just like, yeah. I can't even remember people are like, what are you been watching? It's like when someone asks you like, what's your favourite, what, what new artists have you been listening to? And your mind just goes blank yeah. and you're like, all I can think of is like Nirvana but That's partly why I wrote it, so it was for my own, uh, my own thing as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's the one time my brain switches off. When think, you're watching TV? Yeah, when I'm watching TV. It's TV or the gym, that's the only time yeah. I don't think. And you don't like, because I'm just always mm. constantly, I can't, I can't really just concentrate on one thing. 
I've always got like my phone and I'm yeah. like, kind of half looking at, you know, Instagram or Twitter mm. or my emails or something. Though I have to say Scandal is probably the only thing that I have watched in years that has commanded my entire attention for the entire span of the TV mm -hmm. show because they talk so quickly yeah. and everything happens so fast. If I like look at my phone for 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, mm. I've lost it. I've lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So that's what I love about Scandal so much is the way it's written. So like, do you know who told me to get into it actually? I was in LA for Coachella, I went for, I think it was my second time. And it was, must have been about like 2014 maybe. Yeah. And one of the girls out there were talking about TV shows and that. One of the girls, she worked for um, Janelle Monae's team. She's like, oh my God, girl, I'm so in a scandal. I was like, what's that? She was like, scandal, oh my God, have you not heard of it, Kerry Washington? And I was like, <laughs> no. And then that night when I got back, uh, we'd, we'd, I was like, couldn't go sleep jet lag or something like that. So I'd, 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 I'd managed to find an episode online and yeah. then I got really into it. Because it's also, we're talking about, we're talking about like box sets and Netflix mm. and, and that, but really we're kind of focusing on Shondaland. Shondaland, yeah, Shondaland. yeah. So Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes, so she's like this, like, you know, um, American writer and director, and she's like, she's like the first black female to own, com command a, a period of time on primetime TV. Really? So she started with Grey's, so on a Thursday, it's called Shondaland, so it's like Grey's Anatomy into Scandal, into How to Get Away with Murder, oh, all in one run. On ABC? Yeah, on ABC. That's massive. Yeah, yeah. and I think now Netflix, now Netflix have actually bought Shonda. Yeah, they have. They, I, yeah. I, I saw that. They've done like a development deal or mm -hmm. something with her, so all her future future TV shows yeah. will be exclusives to Netflix. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is massive. Yeah, so she's like this big deal, and I didn't, I didn't really know much about her. And then I, um, so I got into Scandal, mm. then I got into How to Get Away with Murder. Grey's Anatomy is not for me, just uh, yeah. doctors, you know, it's not really yeah. my thing. But, um, I read her book, and she's got a book called The Year of Yes, and it's um, basically- Oh my God, yeah, can yeah. we just spend a yeah. minute on that title? The Year of Yes. The Year of Yes. Yeah. Isn't oh, that so scandal good. though, isn't it? That's, huh? That fits, that sounds oh scandal, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds it really like does. something Olivia Pope would say. Yeah. This is my year of yes. Yeah. Um, and it's basically her, because she's apparently she's really shy, and even though she writes all these things, all this, all this writing comes from her being really reclusive and really sort of introvert. So the year of yes was all this success was happening to her, but she was too shy to like actually engage and go into parties and meeting people and oh. falling in love. And you know, she yeah. adopts, she's adopted two kids. She's, and yeah, she's adopted two and had a third. Yeah, bio. yeah, doesn't want to get married, really unconventional, doesn't oh. want a partner, doesn't want to get married. Amazing. Um, so the year of yes was basically charting. Surrogate, sorry, that's the word yeah, I was surrogate, thinking Yeah, surrogate, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah, so a chart in her year. But um, what I loved about the book is that she writes how the characters speak. So now I kind of get it now, it all makes yeah. sense, like the, the, the long monologues and yeah. how they go back around and come back. Because I mean, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, the sort of central characters mm -hmm. in both of those are incredibly strong black women. Exactly. Which yeah. is really refreshing yeah. to watch on TV. I mean, it's refreshing to watch just a like strong woman take the lead, yeah. but strong black women, there's not many. No other TV shows that have that as a, a no. lead character. I mean, I don't- And not I'm, on primetime TV. And, it, yeah. and it's like, you know, they touch on race, but it's not about race. It's not about them no, being black females. It's about them being strong characters. Incredible characters, yes. yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Actually. Yeah, at yeah. times, yeah. <laughs> but then also vulnerable and emotional, and you're not meant yeah. to like them all the time. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. like, I think if you look at something like Scandal, as the seasons have gone on, because now it's in the final season. Right. So it's the last season now. I don't like Olivia Pope anymore. Really? No, I don't like her. She really annoys me. She really angers me. She's not a, she's not a nice person anymore. Oh, she, yeah. okay, right. They call this thing called wearing the white hat. 
and the white hat is meant to be the justice and she's no longer wearing the white hat. I mean, I've only watched a few episodes, but I've heard of the white hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's dashed it away, it's gone. I mean, I heard of it, that it took me a, took me a good good sort of couple of episodes to understand what they were talking about, because yeah. they talk so fast. They do talk very they fast. Talk really yeah. fast. It kind of reminds me of like Dawson's Creek, you know, when they used to just have these conversations and you're like, people in the real world don't talk like well, that. Well, they kind of do though. <laughs> like, apart from the monologues, because you'd probably get interrupted if you started on a monologue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she started out, she went to um, university and then she did script writing courses. Mm -hmm. I read that she was like doing like part-time um, day jobs to kind of pursue her career in Hollywood. She seems to have had a lot of shows like yeah. turned down as well. So yeah. she's obviously, isn't it? It's not like you hear those stories about people who like, you know, they, they come straight out of uni and they get their first script accepted yeah. and they're working with all these amazing people and like it's all positives. But when I was, you're doing a little bit of research into it. It seems like she's had as many knockbacks as yeah. she's had successes, which is kind of makes me like her even more. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you kind of buy into because everyone experiences that. No, you know, most, the most people, mm. not everyone's like, oh, I just fell into it. So I think you kind yeah. of respect her a lot, a lot more for it. And do you think that's sort of part of the appeal of Shondaland, though? Is it is it her and her story? And yeah, you know, I read she was like one of six children, mm. and her mother like worked a job and then did night school to get a PhD, I think. And, you know, she doesn't seem to have come from a particularly... Um, privileged background. Privileged background. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's part of the appeal of the shows? Or do you think the show, the appeal of them themselves, like the appeal of Shondaland, or is it the shows themselves that are the, the, the draw? I think it's the shows themselves. Right, yeah. I think you have to be a real nerd like myself to go okay. and then dig, dig, dig that <laughs> a bit further. But I think that probably her experiences in life have led to her being able to make such well-rounded characters, yeah. such like dimensional people, because she's she's from a dimensional background, she's mm. she's multifaceted. So I think that she's able to translate that into the characters that she builds, and every and that's actually what you notice is that with her script writing, everyone has a story. Mm. Everybody in the whole, even if they're not the main characters, they all have a story, which is who they were before, who they are now, who they're going on to be. Right, okay, yeah. And that's what really sucks you in, you're invested. Yeah, because I, I mean, with I watched a few episodes of How to Get Away with Murder and it, every episode was like focusing on a different character mm -hmm. and you got to know their story and their background, etc. Yeah. But also the way that the show was structured, actually the way all her shows are structured, that they all seem to have these, I guess it's kind of like when the adverts come in. You know, watching it on Netflix, you don't really mm -hmm. have like the cliffhanger kind of, it just goes straight into the next bit, doesn't it? But when the, when the screen goes dark, it's always, written so well that yeah, you're like, like no! oh, I've got to keep watching. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, usually there'd be an ad break there and you'd like yeah. either fast forward it or go and make a cup of tea or something. And I like the unconventional way of um, like the, the timeline in the episode. So say if I had to get away with murder, each season starts with what happened at the end. Mm. And then the whole season unravels of how they got to that point. Well, I was going to ask if it, does, it doesn't, I've only watched the first season, but whether it did that throughout. Yeah, it carries on doing that. So all the seasons now of How to Get Over Murder do that. Right. And then also in How to, and, and Scandal, sorry, some of them do work in, in, sort of against traditional timelines of this, this happened and then that happened and that happened. Mm. So some of the episodes are just set in the future. What? Yeah, so one of the episodes, they um, it's about Fitz, the president, yeah, and it's um, it's set like well well into the future, um, and then, and then they all come back and bring it back, and I, and what I think is quite cool now is that, so it, on March the first mm. or, or the first weekend of first week of March, the two shows are joining. Whoa! This is like when Family Guy and The Simpsons it's crazy. crossed over. Yeah, it's it's like mind blowing. So <laughs> yeah. so the bit that I've just got up to, they've just. They just met each other, <laughs> and then that's where it's ended. So now I've got to wait like 
three weeks or two weeks or something to to find out what ha- their like their cross lines. So wait, um, so a scandal's based in Washington DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's How to Get Away with Murder based? Um, I don't actually know. It's like a university town. Yeah. Um, where I don't actually know. It's not. It's not. It can't be that far from Washington because they do have a like Department of Justice and there's obviously quite a big. Yeah. Uh, big sort of um, like court, court, court. It's based around court, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly where it's where it's based, mm. but um, university town. Yeah, and I, as we were saying before about the um, the like way it's structured, how to get away with murder, the plot where it's like starts at the end and then it jumps. That start yes, <laughs> starts at present day and then mm-hmm. it jumps back in time and then it, so many cutting backwards and forwards. Yeah, I get like a little bit disorientated at times. Yeah, it can it can have you on edge. But then for me, I kind of like it because then I feel like I have to. I'd like to, me and my friend that like, will be texting trying to work out like, really? like the whole who did it, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. that sort of thing. And there's like some bits where it will cut to something that you think you've seen, but it does it from like a slightly different yeah. angle and you learn something new. So again, like I just feel like she writes everything to constantly keep you on your toes yeah, like yeah. you can't you like you can't just have your phone on you and be texting a mate no you must have to pause it when you type texts yeah or go back or like <laughs> i like to do this thing where i'll watch it with my friend but we're not actually together mm. so we're both watching it at the same time and yeah. we're like oh my god like you know da, 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 like chatting and texting <laughs> as, as things happen but yes yeah, sometimes you do have to have to pause it yeah. and the other thing i like is that you can't be invested too much into anything could happen so a character that you might really like it could all go tits up for them or you know a love story that you're really willing to work might not it yeah. might not ever happen and how I, I guess with how to get away with murder a lot of it feel it feels like a little bit more kind of like teeny oh, yeah. sort of like like unrealistic young adult guilty pleasure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally Whereas with Scandal, it feels way more like House of Cards political mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are they sort of aimed at different audiences do you think um yeah, I think I'd say so. I, yeah. I definitely say so. Because actually, my um, my other half, um, obviously, I've been we've only been together for three years. So I've been watching all these programs way before he was on the on the scene. Um, <clears throat> but only this year he's got into watching it with me. Right. But he's not bothered about how to get over murder. But he likes Scandal. Yeah. So he's like, I watch Scandal with you, but you watch How to Get Over Murder first. So he's not really into it. But <laughs> I think if you like um, if you like House of Cards, um, then you'll definitely like Scandal. There's another. Um, program the name's gone out of my head now but it's based on around a fixer um in la but he's like a lot more brutish and a bit more of a thug Mm. but she's like the kind of political version of him so i think with scandal it's not so i don't think with scandal it's so uh gender specific (laughs) whereas i think how to get a murder is probably based on more girls yeah i'd say What's the, what's the name of the lead character again? The the university lecturer, Annalise Keaton. Yeah. How much? How similar is she and Olivia Pope as characters? I think they're both similar in that they're complex and they're not good or they're not bad. Yeah. They are both bosses. They get they get it done. Yeah. And they don't mind not being liked along the way. <laughs> uh, people depend on them both. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes, and then depending on them, it means that people turn turn against them. Mm. I think that they, they're both really, um, they're both they're actually more similar than now I'm thinking about. They're actually quite similar. So they're both really free in their sexuality in terms of like if they're going to sleep with someone, they're going to sleep with someone. You know, they, <laughs> if it, by any means necessary, they'll get. You know, if they want to sleep with someone to get something done. If they just want to have sex because they want to have sex, they'll, yeah. they'll do that. Um, so I think that they are. Yeah, they're definitely similar in those ways. I'd probably say. 
I'd probably say Annalise is probably a lot more she's been through a lot more I'd say mm. in terms of um, in terms of her, her life but she's older so she's been through a lot more um, she had a lot more hardships and you sort of see a lot more of a vulnerable side to her like she has a lot more vices like uh, the alcohol alcoholism and things like that whereas I think that Olivia Pope I think probably we see a bit more of a mask she yeah. likes to be in control a lot so if she's drinking wine it's because she's chosen yeah. and she's just going to drink wine and eat popcorn for dinner that's fine <laughs> she chose it do you know what I mean yeah um, so I think that's where they where they where they differ I say but I definitely think that in terms of like uh justice and who's who's a nicer character mm. I think Annalise is less about herself and more about others whereas I think actually Olivia Pope maybe started off like that but I don't I think she's more about herself now she's got a she's more manipulative yeah, yeah yeah beige dice dirty brown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um we did an interview with, um, we did a podcast with Bright Light, Bright Light a few months back. And he was sort of talking as a gay man watching movies and TV shows. He loves to see the other represented. Mm. So he doesn't want to see a straight white man as the like, lead role. Mm. He wants to see someone who's of a different race or a different sexuality or even a woman. Like he picked um, cult movies with a strong female lead as yes. his subject. So he was like Kim Cattrall and Mannequin and things like that. Does it matter to you who the lead is? Like, do you kind of feel like you warm to the shows more because you can see a strong black woman in the lead role versus just like another straight white guy. Yeah, no, I definitely think that representation has been important because I think up until up until these shows, I probably couldn't tell you a TV show, maybe apart from um, the one that um, Moesha with Brandy and, and like, you know, really old school TV <laughs> sister, shows. Sister, yeah, sister, yeah. sister. Yeah, sister, sister. You're talking, that's a long time ago, that was yeah. a child, so there's a big gap in the middle because then you had like your Gossip Girls, um, mm. Pretty Little Liars, yeah. And, and, and the main females were often very sim very very similar looking females. So I think to have representation has always been important. And I think I am probably more invested in them because they are strong black females. Yeah. And it's written by a strong black female because it's not something that I've, I've uh, it's, not, it's not the norm to me. Do you know what no. I mean? It's not been the norm. It's, it's funny with like Friends being on Netflix now. Hey. I'm watching Friends and you're like, I'm not watching it, no. I don't, I boycotted it. all the black people? You lived in New York. Yeah. Like, I cannot, I cannot, <laughs> no, I've, I've actually boycotted Friends. I've actually, I know it sounds awful, but every time I see it, I'm like, like yeah. I'm not down, I'm not here for it. Because actually, I didn't think of it in that before. And that's what I think we get so used to not seeing ourselves representat represented, whether you are gay, um, of colour, uh, with disability, you know. We're yeah. so used to not seeing it that we just think it's normal. And it's like, I used to really love girls and I used to love Lena Dunham. And then I was really into it. And I started to think, actually, hold on a minute. Like, she again, she lived in New York and she didn't have any black friends. And then she was like, yeah, but I didn't know any black people. So I was like, well, she no, does, Lena. She does dig herself she really holes, does. doesn't I'm she? Not, I'm not a fan anymore. And I read her book yeah. and I really did like her, but I've deleted the book off my iPad since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, that, it is important. That's a whole other, other topic of conversation, could, that's isn't an, it? That's yeah. another theme. But in terms of, but then also what I do like about Shonda is that um, sort of, that, that I, in, in both shows actually, they have, they have strong um, gay characters. Yeah. Um, so Cyrus Bean in Scandal, um, he's the, he's the, so he, he starts off as like the president's right hand man. Oh! Yeah, so he's like fully gay and he's like, um, you know, he, and it, it sort of explores his sexuality a little bit and how he got to, he was married before and how he mm. got to that point. Um, but you know, he's an open gay man in the White House. And I, and I love that. Oh, yeah, that's And then great. in um, Scandal, um, in How to Get Away with Murder, sorry, you have a, um, you have uh, two students that are in a, in a, in a, together and they're going to get married and things like that. And it's, it's just normal. Yeah, oh, that's they're cool. They're not 
gay we're, characters. Right, they're just like characters a, like there's gay. There's like one guy in the, the episodes that I watched who was like sleeping with a hacker to get information. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, but there was like a weird bit where he'd like had a thing at boarding school with the girl's fiance. Yes. And the, the guy hadn't told the girl. Yeah, and she was yeah, like, she made yeah. such a big deal out of it. Yeah. My partner and I were like, literally, what is the issue? Mm. Like, she was like, you lied to me. Yeah. Like, Really, but really I like. Didn't. I think like that's. The, that yeah, it's is cool. That that having that as a conversation. On exactly. Screen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with the way that it's because it's definitely structured, the the episodes even where, where the ad breaks are that like, everything is structured for binge watching or for like cliffhanger one. Mm -hmm. But you can't watch one without really wanting to know what happens next. So this is what I do, right? I watch it. It's really annoying. That's the only thing that annoys me about being weekly. Because I've always watched them both on a weekly basis. I've never had the chance to like binge. I'm jealous actually of anyone that does get the chance to binge. Like, <laughs> who was I talking to the other day? Because the earlier How to Get Away with Murders are on Netflix. And someone yep. was like, oh, it's only up to season three. I was like, no, it's not. And they were like, what? There's a whole nother season. I was like, yeah. They were like, oh my gosh. Like, and I was jealous <laughs> that they had that moment. So I'll watch a scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. And then the first thing I'll do after is I'll read the recaps just in case I missed anything. Yeah. And then I'll go Fair. on, yeah, just in case. So I know, just so I know that my analysis is same as like the fan theory, so I'm on the right track. Oh, there's fan theory. There's fan theories, yeah. Oh, amazing. And then I'll watch the teaser, or the 30 second teasers of the next episode, and then I'm like, that's, that's, that's like my sort of rituals. <laughs> I'm in. And why do you think you never really got into Grey's Anatomy? Have you ever watched any? No. No, just because it's like... It's just not my thing, just I not think. your thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like I should try it out, but... It kind of feels like a bit before my time a little bit as well. Mm. Um, so yeah. you, you're talking to us right now with your ankle in a cast. Yes. So was, did you over in, you, you're, you're in an accident, and I guess you spent mm -hmm. most of the Christmas months just on the sofa, not yeah. able to do much. Yeah. Did that sort of enable your indulging in box sets more than usual or did you exercise restraint? No, no, I did. Sometimes I'll dabble a little bit more in the daytime when I wouldn't have before. Mm. Um, but it hasn't done any, it hasn't made me watch anything, you know, more than I would have over the Christmas period anyway. But actually, over the Christmas period, I probably would have been seeing a lot of people and being yeah. really sociable because I couldn't move. I was, I definitely watched like All About Mirror in two days. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, no, How can you do more than one episode a day? Well, it's doable. Yeah, it does, it does mess with your mind a little bit, but God, it's definitely yeah. doable. Um, so I did watch a lot over the Christmas period and a lot of the Netflix films. Yeah. Like what happened to, like things that no one even knows are there, like what happened to Monday, <laughs> which is great, by the way. Okay. Uh, right, I watched that. Um, <clears throat> and then, but I think what I do, how are, people always like, oh, how do you watch so much stuff? How do you have so much time? But what I'll do is, I stay up at late, that's one thing. Yeah. So I get back from DJing or something like that, I need something to wind down. Mm. And I've always been like that, because even when I used to produce radio, we'd finish at like 4 a.m. Yeah, I always used to go home, we used to be on, on the radio around the same time. Yes. And I would go home and you would just still be in the studio. Yeah, so when you get home, it's like you've got to wind down. So I, I would go home at like two or something and you would still be there. I know, yeah, <laughs> just putting in, the, putting in the graph. So I've always yeah. been a night owl anyway, um, but I need to wind down when I get yeah. home. And then now, because I travel for work and for DJing, I've got like Netflix on my phone. So I'll download the TV shows that I want to watch and then that'll be my tra my travelling time or oh. flying time. So there's ways of getting around it. So I do have a life, a real life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so going to bed late and, and on the move. Um, so outside of Shondaland, mm -hmm. what are the other like box sets that you have absolutely loved watching on? Oh God, that was a loud motorbike. <laughs> um, what are the other box sets that you've absolutely loved watching? 
Well, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I finished it because <laughs> I had to do it. And someone said it was as good as Game of Thrones before we give it a try. It's not, but I did watch Vikings. I love I love Game of Thrones. Yeah, I love Game, Game of Thrones. I'm really upset that they. Oh, it, oh, sorry, we're not yeah, talking about Game of Yeah, they said it was oh, as right. good as Game of Thrones. I just, I just caught up. Yeah, they yeah. lied. They said it was like Vikings. better than better. It's on Amazon Prime. Right. Okay. They were like, oh, it's better than um, it's better than Game of Thrones. You should watch it. So it's not. No. Um, but, uh, but I did enjoy it. Vikings is good, but okay. it's not the best. It's kind of good. It's so rubbish that you carry on watching it and the accents <laughs> are really poor. But you can get into it and, you, and you know, it's easy to binge watch. Yeah. Um, whatever else have I just finished watching? Um, I like The Good Place. The Good Place? Yeah, so it's a comedy, like kind of sitcom vibes, like 20 minute episodes. And it's about um, <laughs> these people that have died and they think they've gone to heaven, but have they? Oh. Yeah, and Jamila Jamil's in it, actually. Is she? And she plays herself very well. She plays Jamila Jamil? No, but she plays a character that oh. is just like herself, <laughs> and it's bizarre, but she's a really good actress, like, playing herself. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching that. Is it American? Does is she it, live in America now? Yes, she's in America. It's American. And then what else I watched? Oh, End of the Fucking World. Can I swear? Yes, you can. That's filmed where I grew up. Well, it's not filmed like a British, because I'm like, I'm not really into like BBC dramas, ITV dramas. Yeah. I just find them a little bit stuffy. Um, but the way that it's filmed is done really arty and really kind of like yeah. futuristic and forward thinking. And you know, it was on Channel 4 before. Yeah. Nobody talked about it. Not Nobody heard about it. And if you read the blurb about what it says it's about, it's it, I think they really missold it. Like they were like, oh, girl and guy on a, on a road trip and the guy wants to kill the girl. And that's it. And it's more than that, it's so much deeper than that. And I thought that actually, I'm going to say that's one of the best things I've watched in a long time. I, I've, I'm halfway through it now. Yeah. I, I kind of ignored it when it was first on. So good. I did it in one night. Did you? Yeah. Whole thing? Yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I just watched it because someone told me that it was filmed in Camberley. So where is Camberley? It's in Surrey. Okay. So that's where I grew up. And there are some of the roads where, you know when you watch mm. something and you're like literally not even concentrating because you're just looking at the background and being like, where is that? And well, I was, that like, looks like it could out. be like some way out in America, like, really uh, like does, regional America. It? I literally only know this because like, a friend from school put it on Facebook saying this was filmed in Camberley and Windersham, yeah. and I was like, oh wow, really good. I think the acting, the kids. I love that kids boy. What's, he's been in other stuff. He's been in Black Mirror, um, and he plays really awkward, uh, socially awkward people really well. <laughs> yeah. um, he's in it, and then just everything about it, the way it's shot, um, the music, mm. their dialogue together. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's like proper dark humour. And she's got a jacket just like mine, actually. Look, that's my the ta Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did think that's that was like, thing I, that. I really enjoyed. Yeah, she's she's really good. Whoever that actress is, I, I'm into it. I yeah. think that TV show is really good. And I'm really annoyed because everyone's like, oh yeah, but I read the blurb, and I was like, no. And I'm like, no, yeah, like please watch it. So that was that's been really good. Yeah. And then I've just finished literally last night. Um, it's called Manhunter Unibomber. Manhunter Unibomber. 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 Yeah. So like it's one bomb. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you watch it, it'll explain. But basically, which one's this on? Netflix, Amazon. Uh, Netflix. So FBI. Uh, they're kind of in the early '90s, late '80s, and they're just kind of understanding um, psychology and how mm. psychology affects criminals and why people do the things they do and how to get into the heads of criminals. Yeah. And they're basically trying to find uh, someone that is sending bombs, and they've been chasing him for a decade, and they're trying out this new um, technique or psychology oh. to catch him. That's smart. Really good. Cool. Is it fictional? I think so. But right. it might be based on, I think it might be based on some of the, some of the stuff that the FBI were doing around that time. Yeah. That's cool. And you said earlier that you, you had a partner of three years. Mm -hmm. How do you balance having 
a significant other and box sets. When you start watching something and they're like, oh, what's that? And you're like, oh, it's really good. So they're like, oh, cool. And they start, and then once they've started watching it with you, they want to watch every episode with you. Yeah, I know, it's so annoying. It's really, yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. Because then you're at home, because then I feel like I start so many new series, because I'll start watching something and I'll watch it with Soph and then she, we'll have to watch every episode together, but then you can only do that when you're together. Yeah. So if yeah. she goes out for the night and I'm at home, I'm like, I've got to start a new <laughs> series now, but I don't want to start anything that I know she'd want to watch because yeah. then we'll have to watch it together. I get I get that, the exact same thing. Um, luckily with Sam, he, he has an unconventional job as well. So we, he's a DJ and producer, so we, we both work yeah. hours that are like, most people don't work. So we'll both be home maybe in the middle of the day and that might be like our Saturday afternoon, even though yeah. it's like Monday. But do you know what I mean? And then, but then we might not be around on the weekends. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we do get to watch quite a lot of stuff together, but it is annoying because it is like, oh, now we have to watch that together. So I have to really venture deep into Netflix or Amazon Prime to find stuff that, yeah, he won't like or we won't be into. So I can just have some stuff that when he's away, I'm like, he's like, oh, did you miss me? I'm like, nope. Because <laughs> I've got to watch all my stuff. Like, yeah, what's, yeah. The ta- what's the tactics around finding something that your partner isn't going to want to watch? It's you? hard. I think you just don't tell them. Really? Yeah, so I just, brutal, like I started, I watched The Underground Railroad, which is really good. Um, yeah. That's another um, Netflix program. And that's based on the um, Underground Railroad that happened during slavery and like the slave, slaves yeah. getting to freedom and stuff like that. Um, and I just started watching it and he was like, oh, I would have liked that. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to carry on. You can catch up when you're ready. Like. <laughs> and so I just thought, like, I'm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this on my own. Have you ever done a really boring DJ set where you've been like, I'm here. No, no, no. no. I'm quite, no, I've never done, no. I, I enjoy DJing. <laughs> I've never done a boring DJ set. Well, even if it's just like a half empty room or. No, I was no. pretending I'm in my bedroom, no. <laughs> but I love all the like, go, that's quite like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, DJing's so lonely because, you know, you get to your hotel room and no one's there. And mm. I quite like those hours just before I go to a set where I can like actually take time to get ready. And I might be there a couple of hours before, so I know I've got like an hour to watch something. Yeah. You know. And then, and then start getting ready. So I quite like those times in the hotel room. Yeah, and in hotel rooms, they can be really depressing. Like mm. They can be really empty sometimes. So I guess if you've got your own little series to delve into, yeah, it kind of takes wine, you out of the world yeah. of like basic travel. Get in bed watch. quickly, like just chill out. Yeah. yeah, I once did a DJ set <laughs> where I was so bored. And there was like no one there. And so I just set up my laptop and I pretended that I was DJing off my laptop, but I actually just wrote some scripts. Oh, really? Yeah, for work. It's quite impressive, actually. That's really impressive. (laughs) I just had like a CD on just, you know, like auto cue. That's really impressive. It took auto cue off, so it was just playing. (laughs) I was just there working. I think everyone thought I was like DJing off my laptop. just writing a script. That's really impressive. No, luckily I haven't had any gigs like that. No. <laughs> little tip for you if you're yeah, behind at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a few sh- gigs. <laughs> Don't take that advice. It's absolutely dreadful. And so between, because I've, I've got, I got one of those little Amazon fire sticks got one on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. When we were too lazy to leave bed, so we just got one of those mm. fire sticks to plug into the telly. Obviously got Netflix. Yeah. Because I don't understand how you can have conversations with other people in 2018 if you don't. Mm-hmm. And we recently got Now TV as well because we got rid of our Virgin box. We just got one of those Now TV boxes. So we got the entertainment subscription on that. Like, when does it stop? There's so many different platforms, and each of them has like similar but not exactly the same. How do you choose what to subscribe to? Well, I got like well, I got three things that I use. So now I'm into Amazon. Yeah. Um, so I've got my Amazon Prime subscription going. And there's a couple of shows like um, The Man in the High Castle's on there, so that makes my life easier. Oh my God, I was at the gym before Christmas and I saw Rufus Sewell, who's, who's like the like big Nazi guy. 
No way. Yeah. And so I like, I, I like walked out the lift and you know when you see someone and you, your brain doesn't compute, register yeah. who they are. <laughs> I know you, get you the but feeling, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And I just got this feeling of like dire like hate and terror. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why this man was giving me these like shakes. And then I was like, oh, guess what? Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just off the man in the high castle. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, no, I love that show. It's a great programme, like really well done as well. But so Amazon Prime's good for things like that. Mm. And then obviously on the Fire Stick, you can download um, other backend stuff oh, yeah. to assist you in watching stuff. You can, you can get Netflix on the Fire Stick. Yeah, yeah, you can but do you a lot. you can't get Netflix on Now TV. No, so you can do quite a lot. But I've got a smart TV as well, so I've got Netflix on there. Oh. And then I've got this just, I just, yeah, basically, I'm not going to go too into it because I don't want to get arrested, but where there's a will, there's a way. And you can find anything. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Understood. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes it's, so, like, it's such a pain. We were watching um, Ab Fab over Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, I was watching Ab Fab over Christmas and then my girlfriend joined in. Um, I did have like one cheeky night where she went to bed and I just stayed up watching like episode after episode. Brilliant. Um, we were watching Ab yeah. Fab. We didn't realise, but we just like missed. We watched it on a different... We watched it on Netflix or something and didn't have the specials on it. So we watched it all and then we realised we'd missed like a chunk from the middle because there were like, okay. some specials that yeah, weren't yeah. on there. Like, do you ever do research into shows before you start watching them to make sure you, you, are you like a completist like that where you need to have like, you need to watch everything in order? It depends what it is because I guess with like sitcoms you could join at any time. Yeah. Most sitcoms, but I guess most of the shows I watch are quite, you need, it, they are box sets, you know what I mean? Yeah, They're not yeah. like EastEnders dip in, dip out. Yeah. Um, or just throw an episode, or Family Guy throw an episode on. They are quite <laughs> rigid in that yeah. you need to know everything that has happened. Um, so yeah, in, in that respect, I definitely, I, I like to watch from start to end. And do you think that's um, specific to the Shondaland programmes? Do you think that you need, if you're going to watch a scandal, or you're going to watch How to Get Away with Murder, do you need to, or even Grey's Anatomy, I know you, mm. you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy. If you're going to watch a, like, How to Get Away with Murder or Scandal, do you need to start at the beginning? I would say so, because I think you need all the facts. Right. And I think that there's so many sort of like uh, like hidden messages and, and, and storylines that are running throughout and, and developments and relationships mm. that you need to be aware as why, like why that impacted the show so much, why that changes the dynamics of the show. Mm. Um, so I think that I, I would recommend that if you are going to watch them, then definitely start at the beginning. Do you think that's a pro or a con of a box set? Like having those really inbuilt, inbuilt Kind of storylines and having those those themes that you you can't just start two seasons in because I feel like that's become more of a recent thing. I mm. don't know. Maybe I'm just like yeah. Because if you had the Channel Four or whatever, you'd choose a normal TV, then you'd have to catch up when you found out about it. Yeah. And you, there was no way unless you went out and bought the uh, bought on DVD. Bought DVD. Yeah, bought the DVD. Yeah. There was no way of or you back in the day VHS. Right. Yeah. There was <laughs> no way of you. Um, of you catching up yeah. um, and even if it was on 4OD or whatever BBC iPlay it would only be there for a limited amount of time mm. but I think now I kind of think that they it's kind of it's like it's evolved as we've evolved as humans I think as well and that whole on demand thing and watching things when you want to watch them mm. and I think that you wouldn't pick up a book halfway through the book <laughs> you know what I mean you'd want but to but some, sometimes you have like a series of books um, like my, my girlfriend's been mm. reading this series by Tom Holt and she didn't realise, but she was like reading the seventh book in the okay. series and she got like halfway through it and was like, something's not quite right. <laughs> and Why then don't she, I understand? she said it didn't even say it on the cover and then yeah. she was like, oh shit. Yeah. I've like started halfway through a series, but she didn't completely realise. 
I just feel like that's like some TV shows that you used to be able to do that with. I can't think of yeah, any examples. Yeah, I just don't right think now. they're made for that because now, I mean, I was talking to an actress the other day and um, where it used to be before about getting roles in films, now it's about getting roles in a really good TV show. Right. You know, like, and I think that now they make shows for binging, they make shows for box sets, they make yeah. shows for stories and like, for beginning, middle and ends and for season one and for season two. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, I know what you mean. They, they're made differently now, the budgets are different. Uh, so with the actresses and actors are thinking mm. about that differently as mm -hmm. well. Like yeah. you'd rather be in like a Game of Thrones than be in just like a big Hollywood movie. Yeah. Well, because I guess the Hollywood movies are reserved for like the, the 10%. Yeah. Whereas actually you start to see if you watch, if like me, you watch a lot of things and you start to see the actors and actresses popping up in the, yeah. you know, they live, it's oh, like they live in Netflix. there's crossover yeah. in Shondaland, isn't there? Well, they like live in Netflix land. They're just hopping yeah. around, you know what I mean? So um, I, I think there's more roles and I think that, you know, mm. someone like Jamir Jamil can go from being a TV presenter over here and then land herself in an amazing sitcom and completely change yeah. her life. You know, I think that's, that's amazing. So I, I think in terms of like technology and the industry and how fast the internet is now as well, like mm. I think it's actually crazy to think what it'll be like. Cause like now you can download a TV show, you know, on Netflix or on the iPlayer on my phone, I can download it in two minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's bizarre. I remember having to like, just to download an episode of Gossip Girl, I'd have to come back an hour later for it yeah. to buffer. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. Oh my god! And then Mum wanted to use the phone, and you were like, "Damn it, Mum!" Yeah, I mean, I'm only talking about. I'm talking about like uh, uh, if ten years ago, it'd be like the internet then. Yeah. Ten years ago, or eight years oh, ago. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I'm thinking like fifteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, I my my one song on Napster, yeah. and Mum wanted to phone Gran, yeah. and it was like. Oh. So I think the, the way technology is moving so fast and so forward, I think it, um, it definitely has an impact on. Yeah. But then also, watch. when you think of like something like Friends, for mm. example, like Chandler Bing is always going to be Chandler Bing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like math. I mean, maybe out of them, like Jennifer Aniston's done yeah. pretty well building a career in, uh, in film, and like you know, um, Courtney Cox, Ar Courtney Cox Arquette, Courtney mm -hmm. Cox. She was she was in like the Scream movies, I guess. But I can't really think of much. I think Joey Tribbiani, um, what's his name again? Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. He had like a sitcom. This didn't do too well, but they don't talk about it anymore. No. Yeah. Do you think if you do end up getting one of those, like, in one of those massive TV shows, one of those main characters, do you think it's like great while you're in them, but maybe afterwards you just become that character? Hmm. I don't know anymore. I'm not sure. Is Olivia Pope in anything else? Kerry Washington. I mean, Kerry Washington is loads, loads oh, of things. She? Yeah, I think... Um, she's all right then. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's good. She's she was doing films and things before, so yeah. I think she... Yeah, if anything, I kind of think it cemented her as a, as a star. And even um, Annalise Keaton, who's played by Viola Davis, like, she's only now having uh, success. And this, this, this show has brought her success a lot later in life. That's and then cool. since then, she's gone on to star in films with like, people like Denzel Washington. She's won a Grammy and Emmy and, you know... A third thing as well. So I think it's a lot less restrictive now in that um, you can only play. If you if you get sucked into TV, then you're never going to make it out. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's changed. I can't think of anything else to ask you about your box set obsession. Is there anything I've missed? Do you want to do like a, a run through of like top TV shows for people to check out? Or, um, I don't know. Because your list, do you want me to pull up the yeah, email you sent? Yeah, it's quite an extensive list, up? yeah. So I'll give you my top five TV shows to watch in no particular order. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to include Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder in it because I think we've, it's self-explanatory. We've sold them. We've sold we've them. Sold you them. need to watch them. <laughs> so my five other shows I think you should watch if you haven't watched already and if you're thinking, oh no, I've missed the chance. No, you've still got time to get into them. I definitely say that you should watch Insecure. 
I love Insecure. Um, it's got an amazing comedian in it called Issa Rae who wrote it. Uh, she's really, really funny and it kind of follows relationships. And if you love like, you know, R&B, hip hop and urban music, <laughs> then it, you know, you would like a show like Insecure. So I definitely say watch that. Watch End of the Fucking World. Don't let um, the blurb throw you off. Don't even read the blurb, just go straight in. <laughs> just go for it. And the episodes are like 20 minutes each. There's about eight episodes. So really it technically amounts to you watching a film. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. So. Watch End Not of the like Fucking that, World. That's really, really long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So watch it's like it. Half a lot yeah. of the rings. Watch it. I would say if you haven't watched um, Glow, oh, yeah. give that a go. I really enjoy that. We talked to Kate Nash the other day. Did she like Glow? She, oh, she's in it. She's she, in it. Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. She's in <laughs> she it. She, she loves Buffy. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, she, I, I, I can't correlate that she is Kate Nash. <laughs> it really, really throws me off. Uh, so watch Glow. Um, I would definitely say watch um, Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. That's a great show. That's a cult classic, I it think. It really is, yeah. It's definitely a cult classic. And I would say get into Game of Thrones because you'd be surprised how many people haven't given it a go, haven't yeah. tried it out. They're like, no, it's, I don't like dragons. You do. You just haven't <laughs> had the chance to get to know dragons. So <laughs> they would be my top five list. And of course, you know, my bonus two, How to Get a Murder and Scandal. I was once at a concert, I was on a date, and I was stood next to Piper from Orange is the New Black. What? Yeah. Actually, I would slapped her, though, so I didn't like her. Oh, really? <laughs> her character. I said to this girl, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's, oh, that's Piper. She was like, what? I was like, Piper from Orange is the New Black. She was like, what's that? I was like, no, this is over. Yeah, Never it, gonna work. It can make or break friendships, really, but I really, really feel, did. yeah, I feel like they're the top, they're, they're a good five to get you going. Okay, but. that's cool. Do you want to do any more? Should I just put the, uh, put the full list up? You could, you could, okay. you could do a secret link. You know how shows have an Easter egg in them? So an Easter egg is where the show has a hidden message throughout. Oh. So it could be like a Frank Ocean song or something that always gets paid. And you know, you could do an Easter egg link to find in my TV shows of all time, somewhere <laughs> on the line of best fit um, website. Oh, okay. You have to dig really deep, but somewhere there'll be a Google link. I mean, we'll probably just put it on the show notes. But... Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I like, yeah. I, like, I like the idea. I like the creativity of yeah, that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, thanks very much for talking to us. Cool, good, so thank you. Wicked. A big thanks to Jams. You can catch Jams on One Extra every Tuesday at 11pm and weekends from 1pm. Also a big thanks to Strong Rooms for accommodating us. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. don't think we've done one on TV before except for Kate Nash on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is a brilliant, warm and somewhat hilarious listen, so do check that one out if you haven't listened yet. Next week I'm talking to Alexis Taylor, solo artist, also member of Hot Chip on Marimekko and Voco Nermis Nimi. Probably saying that wrong. It's going to be a great listen. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This podcast is produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. It is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. You can check them out on the internet for all your new music news. If you like this podcast, please do subscribe. You can follow us on social media for episode updates. And if you're feeling really kind, it is a Friday, it's the weekend. Maybe you've had a couple of beers. Leave us a nice review. See you next week.